All right, welcome back to another episode of Words from Blurs. I am JT, and by my side, as always, is my co-host and good black nerd, Adu. What's up, bro? What's up? Yes, I'm both of those things, black and also nerd. Yes, I consider myself a geek. But what is the difference? Who cares? We're on this show called Words from Blurs, and we have some things to go over with you. Um... This is the show where you find out what's nerdy in the world of movie news and TV news and just geek pop culture in all of its beautiful, mass, wide range of things. Yes, so, so many things. So we're today we're going to keep it pretty pretty brief and short and light and beautiful, just like. I'm not even going to say it. Anyway, uh, let's go over. <laughs> did you did you have like a, a, a simile prepared? I, I I did, but then it would have looked bad on me. Anyway, oh, okay. uh, let's go to our trailer park review roundup. Yeehaw. Yeah. So this dropped just this morning. Disney's Soul, starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. Uh, it's 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 a it's a Pixar film. It comes out next year in January. January? I doubt that. That's the Did they say? Or did they just say coming soon? I think they said coming soon. Okay. This movie's about a uh, a musician, a jazz musician, who fails. Yeah, perfect role for Jamie Foxx. Doesn't fail in life, but he doesn't quite make it to where he wants, and therefore he becomes a jazz teacher, a music teacher. But he finally gets that big break, and then once he gets his big break, like he, like, not to, like he gets the opportunity, he freaking dies. So it's about, you know... Your soul, basically, like what happens, like after you reflect on your life, what does your soul feel about the impression it left on the world? And you know, starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. I mean, it didn't give a lot of plot details. Did you read that, or did you get that all from the trailer? I oh, I read that. Oh, because I was about to say I I didn't get any of that from the trailer. Oh yeah, like the trailer. like the tr- the trailer was very vague, which yeah. which I prefer because I like to I don't like a lot of plot details. But I mean, a general synopsis is is that what I just said? But um, and uh, 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 the the words "follow your dreams" or "live your dreams" or something like that were repeated multiple times throughout the trailer. So it seems like that's going to be what the theme of the movie is. Yeah, but it's also it's a it's a take on the afterlife too, not like um, Coco, but like what you do in the afterlife. So I'm interested in seeing it. I mean, Pixar always does the tearjerkers. And literally, still my favorite movie of all time. Top two movies, Wally and Up. Some of the greatest. Oh Pixar my god! Movies. Don't even talk to me about Up, bro. Some Jesus of, Christ! Some of the the most tear jerkingest movies ever created by human man, and it is Up and Wally, and. I mean, it looks like Pixar is on another role, so I look forward to what's next. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I I just I watched this trailer. I don't know what it is about it. It just I'm. It just it rubbed me the right way. I'm just excited about it. I, I don't thought, know why. I thought you were gonna say the wrong way. I was like, oh no, not you, <laughs> no. dude. No, I, I I liked it. I really I don't know why it just it got me excited to see it, but I don't really know what's happening in the trailer, so I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. It just you know maybe it just appealed to us as like creators and like creatives and content yeah, creators. Yeah, because we want because you know as artists. We want to we want to have that success, yeah. and we know it's an uphill battle for as soon as you open the door. So maybe it'll speak to us. Maybe it'll speak to a whole generation of people. Maybe it's not just about artists, so to so to speak. It's just about realizing your dream and not wasting time on other things, but pursuing that and living your life to its fullest potential. And honestly, I'm I'm these days I'm always excited about seeing a movie that isn't either a remake. 
Yeah, a, a lot of original concepts. Or part of a franchise. Yes. I mean, do, 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 do you need another grudge I mean, movie? I mean, you another s- grudge movie? Another one? Jesus. Yeah, no, we don't. But some original tear-jerking, heart-string-pulling heart concept movies, I'm here for it. And I know Pixar is going to deliver on that because they always do. Mm. They always do. Um, and now uh, the second trailer that we're going to be talking about is Bloomhouse's. I'm not sure if it's Bloomhouse Universal or just Bloomhouse. Because uh, I know Universal owns Wait, is rights. They own Bloomhouse. Or do Does they? Univer- yeah, yeah, I think they do. Okay, so I mean either way is Universal. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. Uh, it's Bloomhouse's The Invisible Man. And no, it is not the Johnny Depp movie that we were promised like two years ago when Universal was trying to start their, uh, what was it, Dark Universe yeah, franchise? That, so it's universe. not, this has nothing to do with the Dark Universe. No. Yeah, that's for the best. Yeah, like... They announced all that way too early. Like they even remember that cast photo they had with Tom Cruise, what uh, a Javier Bardem, Jack. Oh, not Jack. Uh, the, the Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. There you go. And Russell Crowe, and the lady who played the mummy. I forget her name. I so- feel like Sophia. Yeah, something. I think it's Sophia something. I so forget us for, forgive us for not remembering her name, and your name, ma'am. But man, what a tragedy! Like that was not able to come through. I feel like Johnny Depp with his voice. Would have been a great Invisible Man, if given the right script. Because he, 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 and his his roles of choice lately have been more like Sophia Butella. Ah, Sophia Butella. Who is fine. Uh, but yeah, There's Johnny Depp definitely would have. Although, you remember that movie he did where Transcendent? he was like, yeah, that's literally what I was about to describe. Transcendent. Mm, maybe he wouldn't have been. I mean, his voice was creepy in the movie and the trailer, but like his performance overall. That was a terrible movie. But at the same time, he's invisible, so his performance is less wonky when it's just his voice. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's no makeup required for that. It's literally the opposite of makeup. Yes, it's actually just not being there. It's literally just voyeover work. (laughs) But yeah, back to the actual Invisible Man movie. Um, This this is a different concept. Yeah, it stars Elizabeth Moss, who you may know from The Handmaid's Tale and Us. Um, As a woman who is in an abusive relationship with some type of, some some sort of scientist who, um, he's very abusive, he's very crazy, he he threatens to, that she'll never be able to leave him, he'll always find her, blah, blah, blah. She escapes somehow, and in his apparent fake suicide, um, throughout the trailer, we find out that he leaves her money, like $5 million, but the stipulation is she can't be proven mentally incompetent, like crazy. So mm. the guy fakes his death. I guess he, he mastered um, how to become invisible. That, that was his, his big project. And he's literally taunting her to make her crazy. Like she, like she walks outside in the cold air and you can see her breathing, like her hot breath breathing in the cold air. And then you see cold breath behind her, but it's nobody there. You see her in the shower, steamed up glass, handprint appears out of nowhere. It seems like it's going to be an uh, interesting psychological thriller horror movie. Um, Elizabeth Moss looks, looks great. This movie actually surprisingly looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. And it doesn't even, uh, like, I, it's probably a positive that it's not part of that failed Dark Universe thing. Yeah, because Tom, because even Tom Cruise couldn't save 
or they tried to start with the mummy. Dude, yeah, this was the mummy. When when did that come out? Like two years ago. Yeah, I think it, it was, was two or three years it was ago. Definitely one of the worst movies of that year. Yeah, and one of the worst Tom Cruise movies ever. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I'm just not super into Tom Cruise. I feel like I've said that before on this. I'm show. not either. I think he's he's his bread and butter is Mission Impossible and freaking eighties like eighties type action movies. Yeah, and that's it. Like he. Like, it doesn't seem like he wants to go in depth as an actor anymore. Like, he did have that one movie a couple of years ago where he was a drug runner, like a like in an airplane. I forget what it was. That was that was pretty decent, but he doesn't he doesn't go that route often for some reason. I don't know why. But yeah, Invisible Man looks great. Elizabeth Moss looks great. I'm interested in this movie. This this trailer was a little spoiler heavy. So yeah, I mean, you're describing the trailer. I felt like you're damn near describing the entire movie. Yeah. I definitely was, and I and I'm I'm gonna try to back off the marketing. You've already got you piqued my interest, so I'm I'm gonna look out for the movie, but I'm not gonna be paying attention to any of the marketing because if it's as spoiler heavy as this, I don't even need to go to the movies to see it. Hopefully, over time, that I'll just forget what I saw and just remember that I my interest was piqued. But I'm just gonna kind of steer clear of the uh, marketing for this movie. Same. It comes out next year. Did they say when month? It definitely comes out in 2020. Definitely. I think it said January or February. February, yeah. February, 2020. February 2020. Wow, they, they, they took a... They, well, we got, what, three months? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a hell of a time, time to start your marketing. It's become a pretty hot month for movies lately. It has. I wish freaking January would pick up with their movies. Well, they got to put the trash somewhere. Yeah, you know what? I'm and gonna, lastly, gonna... the Bad Boys for Life second trailer. Wow, and the Radar trailer, Red Band trailer. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to say I, I I'm enjoyed this trailer much more than the first one. I, I kind of felt the same way about both, to be honest. It, it, it made about the same impression on me. I mean, if you like bad boys, you I mean, yeah, this like is this, so. this is still a popcorn movie. There's no depth to this than you would at one or two bad boys. But um, central plot is it seems... Uh, Martin Lawrence's character is retired. Will Smith's kind of going things on his own. Uh, you know, clearly he just doesn't want to retire as a detective. And somehow he gets himself caught up and someone's out to kill him. And so he has to partner with this group of young detectives or young police force or whatever. Yeah. The high s- it's literally, literally they said the high school musical of the department and Vanessa Hudgens is in the freaking group. Yeah, that was a joke done on purpose, but shout out to Faye, Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. And I, and I actually, I heard uh, the Disney Plus show was pretty good. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like kind of like meta and self-aware, right? The trailer? No, no, uh, the high school musical show. No idea. I just heard it's it's surprisingly uh, good. Uh, see, when you describe it like that, you know what it's giving me flashbacks to? No, what's... Shaft. Shaft! Uh, well, and I'm... We all know how Shaft turned out. Well, I'll say Shaft didn't have as big a cultural imprint. The, the 2000 Shaft didn't have as big a cultural imprint as Bad Boy 1 and 2. So I'm 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 gonna say that the bad boy's name is a little more bankable than Shaft in 2019. But it don't even it don't even matter if the the bankability is that's not even what I'm worried about. I'm worried about like the quality of the movie. Yeah, the whole ah oh, you know oh we're old yeah you're young we don't get each other. That's like yeah, there's always that one guy. It just uh, 
I mean, how many times have we seen that? Uh, we've seen it a lot. Yeah. We've seen it in Lethal Weapon. We've seen it in, I'm pretty sure, Ice Cube in, uh, in uh, 21 Jump Street. A bunch of old black guys yelling because they're old and they're the, black. And the cops. thing that is keeping the franchise, well, movie, this movie afloat is the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The chemistry. <clears throat> the chemistry between Will and, and Mike. Yeah, the chemistry Will, between Will Smith and Martin. <laughs> Mike. Between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. That, that That's always been, I'm not even worried about that. So Yeah, anything. Martin Lawrence has been ducking low for a little while. So yeah. I love, I'm glad to see him come back to it. Not necessarily to a franchise he's known for. I'd love to see him in something original and some original comedy maybe or his own action, whatever, maybe even drama. But I'm glad to see him back and, he and Will Smith clearly have good chemistry together. They, they, I maybe they got it back. We'll see in this when the movie comes out in January. Um, so out of all the these like buddy cop franchises, like God, Lethal Weapon and uh, Bad Boys, Rush Hour, uh, what's what's Ride Along? Like how do you how would you rank them? Oh God, um, Twenty One Jump Street first. <laughs> okay. Uh, then. Mm, bad boys. Okay. Uh, lethal weapon. Um, 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 that's what I'm. Is this, uh, does Beverly Hill Cop count? Is that really a buddy cop? Because I feel like no. it's mostly. Eddie. What is what is that other one he was with with Nick Nolte? With Eddie Ooh. Murphy was in with Nick Nolte. Does the title have money in it? No. What is that movie? But whatever that movie is with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Get get rich. No. Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte, I believe. Uh, 48 Hours. Oh, 48 yes, Hours. Yes, 48 okay. Hours. Um, and then Ride Along, because I literally don't like those movies. <laughs> um, me, Rush Hour is number one. Definitely. Oh, did I forget Rush Hour? Yeah, I think you did. Rush Hour would definitely be right under um, 21 Jump Street, then so Bad two. Boys. Okay. Yeah, Rush Hour, uh, 21 Jump Street, Uh. Bad Boys, Lethal Weapon, and then the rest. Uh, I don't remember the other ones. Just yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, you know, Bad Boys for Life. Uh, <laughs> you know, it looks it looks like a Bad Boys movie. Doesn't, you know, if you like Bad Boys, you'll probably like this. Yep. yep. Now, moving on to movie news. Ant-Man 3 is officially on the way with director Peyton Reed back on board to helm the film, which begins filming January 24th. 2021 for a 2022 release date. Uh, you know, I I, I don't mind the Ant Man, uh, franchise. I know it's it's weird because it feels like the Ant Man franchise is the one that people like to pick on. You know, oh, Ant Man. No one cares about Ant Man. Uh, you know, uh, who? You know, I'm not I'm not interested in the Ant Man movie. I like the Ant Man franchise. Ant- the Ant Man movies you know? are are charming. Yeah, I've legit heard people say Ant Man and the Wasp is one of the worst Marvel movies of all time. I'm I like, would, I wouldn't know. I definitely wouldn't say that. I y'all would are say, tripping. I definitely feel like it's a little lesser than the first. Like I still, th- I, I put the first above Ant Man and the Wasp. I need to watch both of them again to make sure. But I feel like maybe that's because it still had like hints of Edgar Wright in the in in one because Edgar Wright was originally attached to the first one. It did. Um, but I surprisingly, not well, unsurprisingly, um. Ant Man is probably I think the the lowest grossing franchise in Marvel right now. That doesn't because they me. both grossed I think a little under six hundred million. Both mm-hmm. of them. 
I mean, you Which, know, I mean, it's still good numbers. Yeah, I was about to say, they make money. Yeah, they not, make money. They're just, like, not... But they're also inexpensive to make. They're not making Avengers money. No. That's the thing. No, they're not. Uh, as far as, like... You know, it's weird. Peyton Reed, I, 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 I don't really... You know how certain directors, you get a sense of, like, how they direct and how yeah, like, their personality is through the... Yeah, he doesn't direct. have an imprint. Like, exactly. there's no finger... There's no thumbprint there's, in his movie that says, this is a Peyton Reed movie. Yeah, it's like, you, it's like you might as well just have some exec be the director. You yeah, know? His, just, I don't his, know. his directing style is kind of bland, but then again, he is a straight, like, comedy director. Uh, okay. So I guess he... Like, what else has he done? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh, was okay. I don't, I don't really know what else Peyton Reed has done. I know he had at one point was like was going to direct a Fantastic Four movie. Hmm. Uh, See, I can't even, I can't even form an opinion on that because it's like, I'm, I, I can't really tell you how he directs. Okay, you know? let's see. He has directed um, Ant-Man. Well, he's brought, he's directed Bring It On, <laughs> the breakup. Well, people like Bring It On. The breakup. Remember the breakup. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, right? Yeah. Okay. And Vince Vaughn. Yeah. He direct he directed a version of the Love Bug, which is a, a Herbie Love Bug movie. Was that the new one? No, no, ninety seven. Okay. That seems to be it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's. Yeah, those seems to be his. Uh, Even the filmography is kind of. It's whatever. very short. It's very like the Shaggy Dog in ninety four, which I think was like a direct to TV. Not the Tim Allen one. No, not that one. Which I I kind of like. Maybe just because I grew up with it, but. That's it. Like he has a very sh- small filmography. Huh. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe he has a larger writing credits. Maybe, but he, as terms of director, no, he ha- doesn't have um, a big uh, print fingerprint on uh, his movies. Yeah. Well, unlike most, we're both be excited for when uh, Ant Man three finally comes out. Yeah. Well, uh, will Ant Man continue to be used after the third one? I say it. It's 50-50 because I feel like once now that they've used him for the Quantum Realm mm-hmm. and for Endgame. Although, I mean, well, it's not like they're only doing trilogies anymore. Thor's getting a fourth movie. so Very true, but Chris Hemsworth's also like 32, 30, like 34, 35. And Look, Paul Rudd is like what, 51. But he doesn't what, age. What, what just... I don't know if he has like a skincare routine or if he just does some like dark ceremony or where he sacrifices animals or something. That man looks no day, he doesn't look a day over twenty five. He looks the same way he looked in the nineties. Like I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's doing some plastic surgery. I don't clueless. even think it matters. Yeah, he and looks the same. Ant Man, let's be honest, Ant Man ain't exactly fighting like Thor or Iron Man or Captain America. So I think he could do the Ant Man thing for a while. But it does require him to like be in a certain type of shape. I mean, Paul Rudd clearly doesn't have a problem being in shape. I mean, yeah, but this is this franchise is the first time he's ever had to actually physically get into like training. Yeah. Paul Rudd has literally just been a comedy, comedy guy, guy yeah. who I mean, if you've seen him shirtless in the Forty Year Old Virgin and the Anchorman movies, he wasn't exactly a built as cut guy as he is right now for Ant Man. So. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But if it weren't for these movies, he wouldn't be in the shape he's in. Yeah. But, you know, uh, like we said, we're excited for him, man. Yeah. Um, another episode of the WFB podcast, Worst from Clerks, means another Batman casting announcement. But we not only have one, but two today. Andy Serkis of Lord of the Rings and Planet of the Apes fame has been tapped to play Alfred Pennyworth. And, okay, all right, 
Colin Farrell, who played um, Bullseye. Bullseye and Daredevil. He played one of the horrible bosses and horrible bosses. And um, even in Fantastic Beasts, he was in that movie. He's playing the Penguin. Or he's in talks to play the Penguin. But it's it sounds like it's pretty almost dead locked in. To me, I feel like this is... These two casting announcements are almost like a waste and weird. Well, number one, I feel like you're kind of wasting Andy Serkis on Alfred, which I'm not trying to like shit on the Alfred role, but I just feel like Alfred is a minor character. Yeah. But did you not see how dramatically handled Michael, how how the character was dramatically handled in the Dark Knight franchise by Michael Caine. I mean, yeah. I'll fire you miles away. He I was just, sniveling I and just, crying. I feel and like he could do something. If anything, I would have had Andy Serkis be Penguin. That that was Farrell. literally that. That's literally was my one, one of my fan casts. Remember, I yeah. I fan cast Jonah Hill and Andy Serkis. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. I uh, I like he, it because be it reminds like, me of the Telltale. Yeah, I was, uh, I was just about to say, is he going to be like Telltale Penguin? I mean, I wouldn't. I, it'd be an excellent interpretation. I'd like it. Yeah, it was fine, but I, I mean, but at the same time, let's not let's not act like Colin Farrell isn't a character actor. My man can put on some weight if he wants to. Like if you saw him, how horrible That's bosses. True. Remember? How oh he, yeah, yeah. How he gained Wait, weight. That wasn't makeup. No, he gained weight. Oh, okay. And I mean, I think the hair thing was clearly makeup, yeah. but he had like he was bald. He was like had a comb over. Mm. Like, like he can disappear into prosthetics if he needs to. That's true. It depends. It all I mean, depends yeah, not, on what I'm not Matt Reeves wants. He's, I'm not saying because I think he's a bad actor. I know he's a good actor. You just feel like they're being wasted. No, not what. Well, I feel like Circus is being wasted on the Alfred role. I mean, as far as Colin Farrell, I just think he's a weird choice for the Penguin. Uh, I don't think he's a weird choice. Uh, I think it's it's definitely a unique choice. Um. But all of his, all of Matt Reeves' choices have been unique. Zoe Saldana's Catwoman, uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler, freaking Robert Pattinson as Batman. The guy who the guy. I mean, yes, all he's those been other amassing. Choices fit to me though. They fit, but I think once you see the movie, like I already can, like I'm, I don't see it. Like, like you say, I don't see Colin Farrell's Penguin, but I am, I'm have confidence that Matt Reeves, the director, will. Give us a very unique interpretation. And let's not forget, we still have like two other roles to be filled. I think maybe three. Oh, we have three other roles to be filled. Villain roles. Two-Face, Mad Hatter, and Firefly. Okay, that's getting me a little worried. How many villains need to be in this movie? Uh, Well, I think a lot of them are just going to be run-throughs. Like, Uh, Yeah, but I think the main three, the core three are going to be Catwoman. I'm getting mad Amazing Spider-Man 2 vibes right now. I am not getting those vibes because I don't know. Matt Reeves has not let me down yet. His writing is good. Just because we're getting a a full run through of the Rogues Gallery doesn't. I don't think that necessarily means a bad thing. Like if you look at Arkham Asylum, yes, that's a video game, but it was handled well. It was handled very cinematically, and not everybody was stayed on too long. Nobody felt overused. I mean. That's not a, a necessarily a style they can use, a but format they can use. But I can also see a video game. A video game you can pick up and put down anytime you want. A movie you got to be there the whole time. Yeah, but it's two hours care. compared to like ten or twelve. It's two hours, and uh, Arkham Asylum is a lot longer than two hours. No, I'm saying the movie is two hours. Yeah, yeah, I know, but Arkham Asylum is longer than two hours. You got to fit. How many villains is that? Like five or six? 
Uh, that's six. Six. You gotta fit six villains. That, that doesn't. Hours. That doesn't mean everyone's gonna get like. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Five, six minutes of screen time. Yeah, maybe. but remember how everyone was for some reason upset. I didn't even know Rhino had this many like passionate fans, but people were upset about Paul Giamatti being wasted as the Rhino. Well, I don't know if he was. I, I don't even feel like that was good casting. I feel like he could have been. I could, the the Rhino they had, where it was a mech suit instead of a really big guy, he could have been. But you know. Now, if you just disagree with that, making Rhino that, you know, then I get it. But, you know, at least it wasn't Ultimate Spider-Man where they made him, like, a kid. Yeah, I love that game, bro. Not the game. I'm t- the wait, wait, I, the was... game is based off the comics. What? I was talking about the cartoon. Which which is based off the comics, the Ultimate Comics. Oh, then why was it so bad? Well, I guess everything else about it. Because it was really bad. I like the comics, but every, the, the, the show was terrible. Yeah, that show was terrible. That's because it was dumbed down and it was too much third wall breaking. But that's sh- yeah, that show was terrible. But the comics were were a lot more adult that, as okay. well. Okay, well, yeah. But yeah, you know, I, this this every news item I hear about Batman has been good to me, uh, except for this. Which you know, it's not necessarily oh, I'm not gonna watch this anymore. It was just like odd. I was I was you know. I still want to see it. And I like Andy Serkis. I mean, oh, yeah, I, like I mean, these I, I felt like because, because um, Andy's worked with Matt Reeves in two Planet of the Apes movies, I felt like something was bound to happen. Like I honestly felt it was going to be Penguin since Jonah Hill backed out, but I think because Andy Serkis was just a, pa- a villain in Black Panther, it would be too many similarities. Maybe like you were just a villain in DC, now you're a villain in in this thing. So I think. I wouldn't have picked him as Alfred, but I could see him doing a, a pretty great job. Will he be wasted? I don't know. Probably a small amount of screen time, just because he's filming. He's going to be filming Venom. Start start to film Venom this month. So unless there's a good middle ground where he stops right before stops filming Venom right before they shoot the Batman, which I see is very likely, because the mm-hmm. first Venom was shot in like two and a half, three months or some shit. <laughs> I mean, the quality of the movie speaks for the, yeah, the time yeah. it was shot. Um, so if they follow that, then sure, it could be done. They could start filming maybe May or April of next year for How the Batman. How long did it take to film Man of Steel? <laughs> oh, y'all can see the look on his face right now. But great casting overall, and um, I have full confidence in Matt Reeves. I just hope the movie isn't too stuffed like you like you're like you're saying. You know, the perfect example: Jeremy Irons is an amazing actor, but wouldn't you say he was wasted in Justice League? He was. No, I. I well, I would I say mean, he <laughs> was. Like my bad, Batman v Superman. He was wasted in both movies. Was but, he in Justice League? Yeah. Oh wow. He was wasted in both movies, but that's because oh, yeah, he, he was, was being set up for his a franchise with Ben Affleck. It never came true. So. He was wasted, but I, I don't think I think his part was supposed to be that minimal, so you could see more of it when Ben Affleck had his trilogy, but that never happened. Mm-hmm. So whatever. The first stills for the new Scooby Doo movie, Scoob exclamation point showcases new CGI designs for meddling kids who solve mysteries on the side. Uh, the thing about really animation sounded excited while you were reading that because uh, it's I, like I, I they, they literally make like 
five Scooby-Doo movies every year. I don't know they, who, who is buying these. They're literally straight-to-DVD movies. Do they just make them just to put them on Cartoon Network during the daytime and it, when people are at work and school? Literally, that is the the deal they have with Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Jesus, that, yeah, I guess that's got to be it. I mean, but well, but Jesus, like, they had a great show with Mr. Incorporated. I'm yes. Not sure. uh, yo. One of the best Scooby-Doo show, the best Scooby-Doo it, show, in my it opinion. Is so, it's like, I, I can't even like explain. It. It's so good. It's weirdly really good. And like, there's so many throwbacks to to old shows. They yeah. have voice actors from the old show yep. appear as like parents to the to the gang. Um, great animation. Great animation style. Uh, very fluid and uh, some adult themes in there. It's not one of those dumbed down cartoons. Actual effort. And there's a coherent storyline from season to season to season. Now, to be fair, I'm sure they had a bigger budget than basically the price of a sandwich like Hanna-Barbera did but still like yo it's Mystery Incorporated if you haven't seen it I highly recommend it one of the dope the dopest Scooby-Doo show is it on Netflix hands down I don't think no I don't think so they probably took it'll probably probably end up on HBO Max yeah it'll probably be on HBO Max eventually yeah but I mean it's hard to they it basically look like the Hanna-Barbera designs the the CGI yeah or similar to them right no did you You not see what I showed you yeah, they they look well. Let me take. They they were definitely redesigns. They're on the Words from Blur's Twitter page. If we retweeted that, just uh, want to explain that. And no, they uh they don't look they don't really look like. I mean, Shaggy, of course, he has his kind of look. I think he has throughout all animation, but I think most of it is kind of reworked designs. Um, they're definitely reworked, but you can see how they I mean, were inspired. Oh yeah, they're clearly they didn't they didn't like go radical with it. No, no, they, no. They, yeah, they kept pretty close to the, the old school Hanna Barbera. The, the color scheme, yeah, yeah, and yeah. a lot of a lot of the stuff. But I mean, it's it's definitely a different approach. It's fully CGI, and you can tell it's it looks pretty good. The CGI, the quality of the CGI, anyway, um, compared to some other movies like. Just gonna say it. The Adams family was had terrible animation. Oh, oh, can we get into it? Because I actually took my brother to see Adams Family because he I, wanted to I see it. I took it. I took my sibling to see it too. I liked the the movie, but the animation. Do you you like the movie? Nah, not really. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. The animation really looked cheap, just like Sausage Party, because it's done by the same directors. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the style was in the vein of the uh, the Adams comic from the what was forties fifties. Something uh, like that. It felt like the character motivations were kind of inconsistent. Yeah, it was. It, listen, we're not here to talk about that. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a it was an interesting movie. And uh, yeah, interesting is a is a is a interesting. The whole thing with cousin it it's just so. Oh, funny. and him being played by Snoop Dogg. You know what was funny? After a certain point, I could actually kind of hear Snoop's voice a little bit. I could not. I was like, what? The I, f- I could kind of hear it. I don't know why. But yeah, Scoob, exclamation point. I like how they actually look their ages, unlike uh, the, the old school cartoons. Like, they yeah. actually look like they're like 16 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they sure do. Um, do we know any plot details? No, they haven't released any. I'm, uh, our, our source did say a trailer should be released on Monday. Let me just verify that. But uh, what did he say? You know, it's funny how it's always Fred who winds up with the with the Scoop. like every other character usually keeps the same w- wardrobe, but it's always Fred whose wardrobe constantly changes. Because an ascot is not cool anymore. 
I mean, he could probably. I mean, I feel like Fred could probably pull off. I don't. I feel like in 2019, you feel like a a, a blonde white guy can pull off a, an orange ascot and a I, white shirt. I would like to see someone attempt it. I don't think it needs to be attempted. I think it needs to be moved away from. I feel like Roger Stone could probably. Uh, do you know who Roger Stone is? Sure. <laughs> he could probably. He he seems like the type of guy who wears NASCAR. If you know who Roger Stone is, then you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. uh, yeah, first trailer is on Monday. Monday. Okay. The mystery machine looks. I mean, I mean myst- it know, looks just, the same, yeah. just with a bunch of gear on top. Basically, yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, I like the designs. Uh, this got Zac Efron, um, Amanda Seals. No, not no, God, that's not. <laughs> wait, is wait, is it Amanda Seals? No. <laughs> Who's Amanda Seals playing? No, she's <laughs> oh sorry, no. Um, jeez, this definitely got Zac Efron. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who's playing this movie. Who's playing in this movie? I'm sorry. I hope it's Amanda Seals. It's definitely not Amanda Seals. What? I, I would love for it to be Amanda Seals. I, I honestly would love to see which character Amanda Seals would be voicing. Oh, Amanda Seyfried. Oh, eyes. Okay. Yeah, big, big eyes. Uh, who else? We literally got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Frank Welcher going, he's been Scooby-Doo for years now. Frank Welcher has been Scooby-Doo since, I think, well, he was Fred in the 70s cartoon, or was it the 60s? Maybe. I don't know. But he's been Scooby-Doo for at least 20, 30 years now. Zach Efron's playing Fred. Um, Gina Rodriguez oh, <clears throat> okay. is playing uh, Velma. Mm, interesting. Um, Gina, Will Forte. Gina Rodriguez, huh? Okay. And Will Forte is Shaggy. Really? Which is interesting. I honestly would prefer Will Matthew Forte Lillard. Will Forte of uh, SNL fame? Yeah. Oh, I'd have to hear it. Because oh, honestly, uh, if you don't sound like Matthew Lillard, you sound weird to me at this point. Yeah, Matthew Lillard is my Shaggy. Yeah. Live action and animation. And he's been doing the voice of Shaggy for like the last 10 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, he's really just inhabited the role. But I got to tell you, the Gina Rodriguez casting just makes me kind of less excited. I mean, it's, it was done before... Oh no! Recent. I know! I know it was. I'm sure it was, but you know, yeah. I mean, they could still they could change it, change it. I mean, they have a couple months to redub the lines if they want, but they ain't finna change it over. Who knows? And they got Tracy Morgan in this, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Ken Jong, Kirsten Clemens, and Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. You That's know him. Name. You know. You know him. You know. You know that guy. Jason. Because I'm thinking. Oh, I was thinking from Harry Oscar. Potter. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's why I, I kept thinking Oscar Isaac. Yeah. No. But uh, interest peaked for this movie. Uh, hope they do a hope it hope it's quality. That's all I can say. No details about it. Just hope it's quality. And now we're gonna do a little quick review for a little film, little um, little student film um, produced by a kid named James Cameron called uh, Terminator uh, Dark Fate. Slow indie budget thing. My name is Sarah Connor. August 29, 1997. It was supposed to be Judgment Day. But I changed the future. Saved three billion lives. Enough of a resume for you? No. You may have changed the future. But you didn't change our fate. Uh, from 
and from what I hear, it's uh, it's not great. Uh, I've seen it, and uh, I thought you were gonna see it, but I guess we had different plans. Um, I, I I was I meant to see it, but Lighthouse came in theaters, and it was only gonna be in there for saw, two days. Saw saw it two weeks ago. Anyway, did it come out? I literally asked you to go with me, but it's whatever. Because I couldn't. Whatever. I have Wh- whatever. I whatever. Wanted... Who cares? All right, all right. That weird that, that movie's movie? a mind fuck. Anyway, uh Don't listen to Lighthouse is a great movie. I highly recommend it. I uh okay. Um Terminator Dark Fate, it's it rewrites a lot of things. I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna say this. Spoiler warning. This I'm sorry, there's no way to talk about this movie without spoilers, because it's literally within like the first five minutes okay and i feel like this is the second big time a big franchise decision has pissed me off so the big spoiler it happens in the beginning is that after uh after t2 sarah and john connor right because this movie takes place uh directly after t2 right not directly but well it starts starts directly after yeah yeah yeah. they basically uh halloweened it yep they did that um they basically they escaped the country to Mexico mm. and somehow I guess after Arn- the first Terminator or from the Terminator from T2 died or he went to the lava uh, Skynet sent a second one they sent multiple Terminators to kill John Connor and um, after they had escaped to Mexico one of the Terminators that looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger um, found them and he literally shot he shotgunned freaking John Connor twice. So he hey, did a double tap. Y- you know how you watched T two and you loved seeing your heroes triumph. Fuck all that. Yeah, we say yeah. Fu- fuck what you remember. Uh, yeah, I don't care if you like T two. I don't care if you enjoy the character of John. You like seeing him get you know survive the movie. And nah, none of that matters. The de aging looked great in the beginning. By the way, the de aging looked phenomenal. Just want to say the effects look pretty good, but um. This movie, I'm 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 not gonna lie. Although that decision pissed me off, and I'm sure it's pissed a lot of fans off, which I've off. read a lot. Um, the action in this movie is spectacular. It's it literally breathtaking. Tim Miller is one hell of an action director. Um, the story for this movie is it's a little hit or miss at times. We have when we when we finally are introduced to uh, Arnold's. Terminator, who was the one that killed John Connor, um, he literally said that after he finished his mission, he had no more no more objectives from Skynet since clearly. Okay, see that right there sounds stupid. Wouldn't a comp? Well, I guess are they a company? They no, it was an, and just an AI. They were Skynet's an AI. Wouldn't Skynet have like a, a plan in place for what to do with their Terminators after they do their mission? When, when Apparent, they just not leave them... Apparently they did not that's, because that's so, that's because dumb. once he killed John, the whole... The the time was rewritten. There was a chronological whatever. I don't know. Some bullshit where a, a whole different timeline was set after John was killed where a different AI came about. Like 20, 20 25 years later after J- Judgment Day was supposed to happen. And so what happens it's is so with Arnold's Terminator, after he has nothing to do, he literally goes and create and has a human family. Like he adopts a, <laughs> what? He adopts a woman. Well, he doesn't adopt a woman, but he finds a woman who was in an abusive relationship, who whose husband was beating her and her new baby, and he basically takes them in and becomes he uh, forms an emotional attachment to them 
he becomes a drapery uh business manager. What? His name's Carl. You are you you fucking with me? No, literally, literally after he he just goes around. And he says, "I I needed a purpose," and his purpose was to find a family of his own, and he he teams up with who wrote this? I have no idea. I'm looking this. You know what? Thing. It's it, it it upsets me because James Cameron is so focused on these damn Avatar movies, which aren't even as big a cultural impact as he thinks. No and one cares about another Avatar movie. I mean, literally, it's, it's, it's no one cares. What was it? Point. 2009 since the first one. Oh, Ten years later, m- yo, dude, and he's in for a rude awakening when the numbers come in for Avatar Two. When them box office numbers come in, they may do five to six hundred. Maybe I mean, hey, let me let me not say, let me not doubt him. Let me say eight hundred. But they ain't doing them two billion dollar numbers like they like they did so, the uh, first time. Wikipedia says story by James Cameron, Charles H. Egley, Josh Friedman, David Goyer, and Justin Rhodes. That is five people, and James Cameron probably at most was just like the supervisor. Yeah, James Cameron. He is not. He he literally got the rights back to this movie. Like the, the other movies before, they he didn't have the rights. He just kind of wanted to just say he put you your know, name on. Yeah. But this, he actually had producing rights, and he—it's his intellectual property. He literally did diddly squat from what I, I mean. Besides, give um, Tim Miller uh, a little bit of a headache going back and forth. He was not that much involved. It's—it's it's like they had a contest, right? Like it's like every couple of years they have a contest. Hey, how can we can, fuck up the Terminator who, who franchise? Who can write more? the best sequel to T two? And the winner just, or you know, gets to gets to get made into an actual movie. Who can piss off fans by rewriting John Connor the best? Okay, what, were, the were best. any of the new characters interesting at least? Uh, jeez, the the character Grace, she was interesting. She, oh, uh, she was like Sam Worthington's or Sam, Sam Hunter, Sam. I think it's Sam Worthington. Remember Terminator Salvation, the yeah. human who basically became a Terminator. Yes. She basically was like that. She's a soldier in the future. In that, in the new resistance or whatever her timeline resistance is, and she gets augmented. Okay. I will also She's basically ask, a you, super soldier. ask you this: mm-hmm. Is there a, is there anything that their characters did that couldn't also involve John Connor? Uh, the the new that could have involved John Connor. Like, could John Connor take their place? Uh oh. Uh, I feel like he could have taken Linda Hamilton's place. Okay, but uh, l- l- well, they clearly wanted Linda Hamilton in there. Yeah, but uh, so okay, so so let's say they wanted to keep Linda Hamilton, right? Okay, could he have also been in there instead of the new character? Instead of Grace? Yeah, no, I no. Mean, after it was def- the, the story needed Grace, so there was no way John Connor could have like. I mean, he's dead in, in this. I know, but let, let's say he wasn't. Well, he would have like, been the leader. Basically, did John Connor really need to die? Uh, no. Because basically, okay. they're basically when they rewrote when they wrote this movie and they kind of rewrote the timeline, they're saying no matter if we kill John, someone is going to be that person who leads the resistance. And the the Spanish character, I forget her name, it's a, it's a Latina woman. She literally becomes the 2019 version of John. So they killed they okay. killed John at what 92, 93, just so somebody could come along 20, uh, 27 years later. And See, if that's the case, why don't you just use John Connor? Yeah. It's we, like we already know John so Connor. So basically the we war was like coming him. regardless. It just which AI was gonna was gonna come first. 
Was it going to be John Connor's AI or the Latina woman's AI? You know what? Maybe I should just keep pretending that there's only two Terminator movies. The, but the movie, I'm much more. The happy movie was not way. was not bad. It was very tolerable. Besides, <laughs> that's, that's that's a that's a that's a sign sign of endorsement right there. This movie was tolerable. No, I you mean it, it was fun. It was fun. Like it wasn't a popcorn movie that made you think, "Wow, this movie's got it broke some new ground." Yeah. But it's way it's way better than Genesis. It's somewhat better than Terminator Salvation, which I, I mean, think is the better of the of the the movies. It's honestly, not, it's not hard to be better than Genesis, though. Genesis, it's is not. And T and T three, which is god awful. We don't even need to talk about T three. Nope, we sure don't. Um, but yeah. So basically, first T T two T one, and then all the way in last place is T three. T three. Okay. I I just. Oh no. Uh, yeah, Genesis and T three. Okay. Last. I I just I don't. Pete, it's just I'm so it's it's getting. It's getting to be so much. Like, all these sequels and just franchise. Just, can this be the last Terminator movie, please? I feel like there doesn't need to be one anymore. I feel like when you make a Terminator 2 or the first Terminator, you don't you don't need to make one so that there's a franchise. You don't. Because it, it becomes redundant. Like, does the war ever end or are we just repeating the same cycle of, a, of AI eventually happening and Terminators or whatever they want to be called in the next version of a timeline are they going to be sent back to do the same thing over and over and over again? It's getting to the point where every single movie except Salvation, which I'll give Salvation this, it's not great, but at least they tr- really actually tried something different. Um, it's going to be the same story every time. You know? Uh, oh, a Terminator sent back to kill someone, and they got to protect them for the whole movie, and then they also got to stop whatever new version of Skynet is happening. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's getting repetitive, man. Yeah. And it's like, where and how do you end this franchise? Like, is there ever a point where the audience gets to feel that the hero is actually one? I feel like, no. The approach would be to take the Terminator Salvation approach and have the movie in the future. Well, I mean, I'm reading that Dark Fate bombed. So Yeah, it did. I think it made $29 this weekend. Do you think they'll... I mean, of course... At some point, the, probably the, gonna the, make the name Terminator so the, the Terminator franchise is just is tainted. The Terminator franchise is tainted, and I don't. Uh, and it's unfortunate because Terminator is one of my favorite sci-fi franchises. Yeah. Even though I only like two movies. Yeah, and the first one was like a little B movie. That tells you how good those movies were, though. Yeah, know? man, the eighties and all that stuff. I mean, there's also the TV show, but no one really cares. Sarah about Connor, that. I love yeah. that show. Well, he likes it. But he also likes Krypton, so you know. Well, you can also eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, his taste be questionable. You know, so you, you take that for what it is. Whatever. <laughs> Krypton's a great show if you actually gave it a chance. Why would I do that? Because I know quality television, you black okay. bastard. You say so. I ain't watching. You know what? That's why they Fine. get canceled. I give Terminator, uh, Terminator, Dark Fate, uh, 2.9 out of 5. Oof, 2.9. What keeps it from being the full 3? It just, it, it. See, you just just seem tired from watching this movie. Like, you, you, you seem like just tired. 
The movie was lazy. Uh, okay. The action was great. There's a lot of great action. I would love to see Tim Miller with um, maybe his own intellectual, like his own. Oh, right. Tim Miller directed this. Yeah. Right, right. His own property, maybe, or something original. But this movie was not it. So clearly it stepped down from Deadpool. Uh, The action was, was right on par with Deadpool. You, but the action was comparable to Deadpool? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But uh, overall, I mean, Deadpool wasn't a, wasn't a story movie in its in of itself yeah. either. So let's not put it on that high on pedestal. But it's definitely lower than Deadpool. Okay, for sure. Well, I mean, hey. So even if would you recommend it, even if you just really? I know? would say if you're if you're in if you just want to go for some some great action and a couple of chuckles, then go. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger as his Terminator. Literally, the the joke is, um, because he's a drapery, he mm-hmm. has a drapery business. I was consulting for this man, and he wanted to put some type of some some uh, full drapes in his daughter's bedroom. I said, "Don't do it. You need some flowers, some some balloons in this in this room." Okay, yeah, that that was the funniest joke comedy. in the movie. Oh God, that was the funniest joke. Yeah, just him talking about drapery is. is and you I, recommend this movie for yo? This way you too had much to see it in context. Just yeah, see okay, it in the context. I'm, 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 I'm listening to you retell it, and it's not it's not looking promising. Okay, well, piss off. Uh, where can they find you, a dude? You can find me on Twitter IG at a dude underscore man. That is one a two d's one o underscore m a n. Follow me at psn at advance. That is one A to these M A N T. You can follow. follow oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, me. <laughs> you can follow me, J T, on Instagram at black underscore misfit. That's black underscore misfit with two T's. Follow me on Twitter at jbat97. That's jbat97. Follow me or add me on PSN at mystery997. Follow the Words from Blurts podcast on Apple Music. Nope, Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud, Spotify, follow us on Twitter at Words from Blurds, spelled how it sounds. Follow us on Facebook at Real Words from Blurds, and just Google us. Hashtag you shot ghosts. Oh my god! I haven't seen you! Oh, wait, you haven't seen it? No! Oh my god, you suck!